tried to kind of break up, like, such a great platform now that anyone listening can go back and kind of go, okay, now I can listen to the energy of the numbers. And, Good. Uh, so, all right, so, so the first person, her name is Erin, and really it was just more like let you give a quick read on her. There was no question. Uh, September, September 21st, 1987. The total birthday number adds up to 37. Three and seven is 10. So she's going down Interstate 37. This is a really cool chick. Um, when, when we break down the mind, body, heart, and soul thing, this kid has a, a lot of all of it. So she's not too far one way or the other. Uh, she needed to prove to herself in this lifetime that she is her security. So very often we'll we'll pull in uh, missing father influence, and I don't mean your dad was a bad dad. I'm just saying he was either a workaholic or he wasn't around as much as she may have wanted. So she learns at an early age that she is her security and is not able to count on somebody else to take care of her. So it's kind of like I, I told my girls who had that same aspect. I said, you know, God is a woman, and she made men to entertain you, don't you be thinking they're here to be your security. That's your job. So that's exactly what I would tell Aaron, you know, that, that be your own security and understand uh, uh, men are here to have fun with. They're not here to depend on. Mm-hmm. A lot of creative energy, a lot of creative. But very, it's not only emotional creative, it's also very, very mental creative. So, you know, what a great, what a great, what great numbers this person has. And she's 29, uh, which took her out of a last year would have been a little bit more that wimpy cycle. And we just get a little, <clears throat> oh, either dependent or we get our feelings for her, all that kind of crap. So she's kind of beyond that. And in September, she goes into the hot damn, I'm ready to entertain you people now. Mm-hmm. So really cool, like, yeah. yeah. We met in a yoga class. Uh, I was teaching class, and and uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You share oh, that twenty-one birthday. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you both have that sunshine thing inside of you, and quite frankly, you have the same challenge numbers. So you got a lot of the same stuff. You know where where you had to learn that men are to play with, not to depend on, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll say yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I didn't get her mad. It's just sometimes we define other people as being our security, and, you know, that that doesn't wash too well. You know, it's like, oh, wait a minute here. I'm with you because I want to be with you. I don't need your ass. I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. So yeah. we want to separate want and need. Mm-hmm. What I my takeaway from that is more about that. That's how you get your, you know, that's more of a freedom way to see it, and that's helpful. Well, and and it's not only freeing, but you're you're meeting your challenge. So if if you're looking at somebody to be your security with a poor challenge number, he ain't gonna work. That's gonna make your life bumpy. So once you go, I'll be damned. It didn't work in that way. Why don't I have a career that I love, and then men can be the icing on the cake, not the frickin' cake. Mm-hmm. So that's Erin's challenge number as well as mine. Yeah, she's got the same ones you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've just got different things to do and different ways to do it. Sure, sure. But you can definitely identify with a lot of the same stuff. And, yeah. you know, the other thing that's really interesting about you two kids with that three number that, that's real strong in your chart, I, I always recommend that, that you consider buying thoughts that you like. If you went into a store, a grocery store, you're not going to buy something you don't like. You're going to buy the food you like. So I want everybody to go into a store that sells absolute statements and don't buy life's a bitch and then you live if you can get the same Life's an adventure to be lived, not a problem to be solved for the same price. Why do we keep buying thoughts we don't like when we don't buy groceries we don't like? Mm. 
So that's the absolute statement piece that you and I have talked about a lot. <laughs> I make an absolute statement, so I'm going to clarify that for anyone. That if I make an absolute statement, then I sometimes feel like I have to live with it. Is that correct? And I, yeah, I, and, and the absolute statement is limiting. And if you believe in a universe that has no limits, why in the hell are you limiting yourself? So an absolute statement is a is a you know we use it a lot of times you know to keep us straight you know it's that old routine of okay I gotta go to work you know okay uh, but it's over no I want to go to work mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have to changes the energy yeah. yeah it it just changes the whole perspective where you're doing your life because you want to not because you feel that you're being held hostage by it. So many times you've got to say, am I in charge of my life or is my life in charge of me? You've got to ask yourself, am I in charge of my thoughts or are my thoughts in charge of me? And what we all want to do is prove that we're in charge of our attitude. We're not in charge of hurricanes or tornadoes, but we are in charge of how we react to them. Yes, yes. So what cycle is Aaron? Aaron just got out of a very sensitive cycle, <clears throat> uh, and it's going into an entertaining cycle. So it's that where she's been into herself and thinking more about partnerships and sensitivity and all that kind of crap. Now we need to take that sensitivity and create something. Is so she had... Okay, is that correct? She's going into a three-year on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this year, it's really simple. Add your month and your day of birth together, reduce to a single digit, and that's the personal cycle you're in. Yes. So you're born May 21st. That's an eight. You're in an eight year. So, so everybody this year, now next year we'll have to add a one to that on your birthday. But right now you can figure out what your what personal year you're in and, and we walk through the numbers one through nine, so kinda of look at that and go, I'll be damned, I need to do something with that. Mm-hmm. So I have a question before I move on to the next person, because this year being a nine, when you add any number to a nine, it equals itself. And that it will always be a nine. Yeah. So fascinating. So nine plus an eight. It's always going to reduce back down. So had they taught us uh, when we were doing our timetables, you know, the the nines were so hard for me. So one times nine is nine. Two times nine is eighteen. One and eight is nine. Three nines are twenty-seven. Two and seven is nine. <laughs> Four nines. You know, it's the whole idea of okay, wait a minute. And, and back in, in uh, you know, many different numerologists will use that nine and not give it to everybody because it was kind of set aside for Jesus or somebody that, you know, could walk on water and, and do magical things. So it, it's uh, the highest single-digit number. Uh, so it is a little bit special. Uh, but once again, it doesn't just belong to certain people. <laughs> Uh, but it's funny as a cycle. It feels when you since you add another number to it, and then it like it reflects that number back to itself. Like it amplifies that number. Yeah, isn't I that just, cool? Yeah, that's so cool. And so this year is. I feel like I just want to say that this year feels like a year. So people should not miss the energy of this year to really get through things, finish up some stuff. Really, like really, like you were saying, let go. Absolutely, absolutely. But if you're still doing fear and stress, you're not going to be able to let go. Yeah. And so I'm being, being, go ahead. Well, January is going to come around and we're going to be in a one year. We're going to be in the opportunity of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's new beginning. So since I'm a country girl, I think in terms of farming. And very logically, if the farmer doesn't clear off the corn stalks, he ain't going to be able to start a new garden. It's that freaking simple. So you got to say, okay, God, if there's anything in my life that isn't good for me, you take it away and make it so I don't want it anymore. 
mm-hmm. and surrender. It's that because we don't always know what's good for us. Just because we want something doesn't mean it's good for us. I can take my granddaughter to the fair over here, and she's going to want cotton candy, the funnel cake, the, the caramel corn, the, the fried pickles. She's going to want all this stuff. She's going to be sicker than a horse. Yeah. So just because you want it doesn't mean it's good for you. So, and that's what the nine's all about. It's all about, you know, I don't really know what's good for me, but I know what I want. And I want good health. I want prosperity. I want to love and be loved and returned by the same person. Take care of it. So it's planning that. It's that, okay, I want. Well, once you let go of anything that isn't good for your life, then we can plant the garden that says, I want good health. I want prosperity. I want to love and be loved. But I'm not in charge of the outcome of that, so you take care of it, universe. I planted the seed. Now you bring the sun and the rain and allow that seed to grow. Because the farmer knows he doesn't grow corn. The farmer plants corn. The universe grows corn. Great point. So then everybody's under this this year because of the collective nine. Yes. So it's a little, it's more, like you could say that any year, I feel, yet this year it feels potent. Well, that's because you're so sensitive to the number nine. Your name on your birth certificate, where we talked about, you know, the conditions and the challenges and the chuckles and the interstate, your name on your birth certificate tells us what car you're driving in this lifetime. So you're driving a 729 car. You have this strong sensitivity. You have this curiosity. You need a deeper meaning to life. Well, very few people are going to go there. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, well, I can see that Mm -hmm. Well, what it means is, you know, and I don't know if there's anything to reincarnation, but I'm leaning that way, and I like that thought, so I'm buying it. (laughs) So I kind of think that if there's reincarnation, the things we don't like in other people are things we were guilty of in other lifetimes, and we don't get to do that in this lifetime. So you and I have an aspect that says it's very possible We were self-righteous, judgmental nuns that lived in a monastery and told everybody what they're supposed to believe, and only Catholics are in heaven. We got this rigid, righteous, you know, attitude. So we come into this lifetime, and we can't go there. We cannot be righteous. We cannot be judgmental. We have to be able to understand a little bit about Zen and Buddha and Christianity and Judaism, but we can't belong to a religion. We have to, you know... But not everybody has that energy. So if you look around, we got a lot of churches. And there are churches on every, so a lot of people came in to learn about fear and stress and right and wrong and got to get you and those kinds of things. So have at it. Yeah. So so it isn't right or wrong. It just means you and I can't go there. This is true. Yeah. 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 But you have a curiosity and you need to understand that not everybody's going to have a curiosity about numbers or, you know, a deeper meaning to life. And they're going to look at you like, what freaking planet are you from? <laughs> and that's when you giggle and keep on moving. <laughs> it, you know, I, I want to take a second to ask kind of almost an out there question, but it's one about when I did a lot of design work and I would uh, create compositions in homes, let's say, it seems uh, much more in um, a creative flow to have things grouped in the odd numbers. I've right, always, right. Yeah. That's a, and I don't know why that is. I just feel that it is, and I feel like it's in nature more. You say yeah, about but that? absolutely. There, there isn't anything, you know, um, nature is so cool. It's like, I forget who the, the big philosopher was that he said, go to nature and look around at the trees. And you're at peace because you're accepting the pine tree and the tree that's rotting out and the tree that was under so much darkness it didn't get to grow. And he said, that's just like people. Mm-hmm. So why can't we keep that inner peacefulness and get out here in the real world with real people who have different views that they're a pine tree, you might be a maple tree. What the fuck? Nobody's better than anybody else. Oh, did I say that word? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I don't know what's in the numbers, but the potty, but the Taylor mouth. And I'm in the south now, and I, boy, I get, I get looks. 
Do you know where the word fuck came from? Okay, you tell me. <laughs> okay, this this is a story I'm buying. I really like this story. So back in, in I think it was World War II, one of the wars, and they're, they're prepping our servicemen to go abroad, and they're teaching them about syphilis and gonorrhea and, and chocolate and nylons and sex and all this stuff. And once you've gone through that seminar, they stamped your 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 name your 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 folder with F U C K, and it means fundamental understanding of carnal knowledge. What? So once again, we go. Who decided that was a bad word? Yeah. It's like well, it's, who decides what's a weed and what's a flower? Who gets to do that? Right. It's so a I drop the word. Yeah. I, I drop the F word frequently. Oh, me too. Yeah. Well, there it is. And so, you know, not everybody's got <laughs> here in this town. I mean, that's, New York was easier with that word than I found. <laughs> well, once again, it's, if, if somebody buys the thought that that's really a horrible word, then they're not going to ever like it. And it's good. That's okay. I just won't okay. use it around you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. But I happen to like it a lot. Yeah, me too. It feels very descriptive. And the one argument that I, the only argument that has ever rang true about cuss words, so to speak, is that if you're using them because you don't have another way to say something, then maybe, you know, it's an excuse. Um, Although that one is my favorite, and that's the one I use. So it's not like I just want to use all those those words. It's more (laughs) like that. Right. But sometimes it's just fun to do something without having a reason. Mm. Why is it we can't just, you know, I remember when I, I re, there was a little book called The Tao of Pooh, and it was the philosophy of Winnie the Pooh. And Eeyore and Piglet wanted Pooh to do something, and Pooh said, I'm busy. And they said, no, you're not. You're just sitting there. And Pooh said, no, I'm watching the grass grow. Yeah. So why do we have to have a reason? I think what what happens in life is when we reach the age of reason and mom catches us lying or we didn't make our bed or whatever, we come up with all these damn excuses. You know, the dog ate my homework. It's just, And I love that we have that creative energy, but after we get older, we need to quit needing a reason to do anything. So I really feel that... (laughs) If we sit down and give ourselves three reasons why we married this person or why we took this job, and be honest with yourself and and give yourself three reasons, I'm convinced the real reason we do everything is the third reason. Because the first two reasons are bullshit rationales. These are things we can tell our best friend and they'll think we haven't gone off the wagon. So then we get back to the the third reason. Normally the third reason is because I want to or I don't want to. And why, as as grown adults, do we have to explain anything to anybody? Why do we need an excuse? Why can't we get to the point where we do everything because we want to? Well, I want to highlight that. Like, as though I'm hitting the pause button on this show and say that that in itself, is a way to live one's life, really. I want to do this. I don't want to do it. At least if you're saying that to your own self. And no take the credit can... blank. Yeah, like I don't like to wear seatbelts. Okay, there is a law. The government has told me I have to wear seatbelts. So I have a choice. I can wear my seatbelt and follow the law, or I cannot wear my seatbelt. And if I get caught, i got to pay a freaking ticket. It's a choice. Yes. Yep. So I'm responsible for for what I do. So I think we all need to belly up to the plate and take the credit and blame. I think we all need to go, wait a minute, I have a choice here. It's not about I should do this or I shouldn't do that. The word is could. Now, I like the F word a hell of a lot better than I like the should word. Because if you say should, you have no choices. Yeah. You're locked in. Yeah, it has pressure around it. It, it, it feels yeah. goofy to say. 
know it. You're just going to, I should. It doesn't, it has very little real energy, that word, should. It's, it's horrible energy. So if you think you should do something, then you're going to have that same pompous attitude that somebody else should do that. Well, hello. That's they true. could. They could, but what do you mean they should? Get off yeah. your pedestal. You don't get to tell somebody else what they should or shouldn't do. You don't even get to tell yourself what you should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, this is a, a, a we're talking about freedom here, and and you know how how we can toggle it back to the numbers is that you've told me before that I have I need to seek more freedom than security, and I love right, that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That and that's me. a five. That's a five. Because inside the five is a four. And four is about security. So you know all about security. But you have to project what that five is. And the five is about freedom. I don't have your freaking five. I'm all about the four. So I'm yeah. low maintenance. I don't want to go on a trip. Don't make me carry my luggage. I'm not going to. And I've had a lot of fours in my life. And I feel like maybe that's a missing number for me. Is that why I'm drawn to the four? Well, I think it helps balance you out a little bit. You know, you don't have any strong fours anywhere in your chart other than the fact you're challenged by it. So it would indicate that if there's reincarnation, you are either very entitled and very lazy or you were a workaholic. So once again, go back to what you don't like in other people, and that's what you were guilty of, and you don't get to do that anymore. But that doesn't mean other people can't do it. So don't judge people by you. You know, I. the bottom line is what we suspect about other people is based on what we know about ourselves. We see people through our eyes based on who we are. We don't get to tell other people. We get to have an opinion about what we would do if we were that person, but you do not get to assume what that person's supposed to do by who you are. Now, did you studying the numbers help you really get to be able to say all these things with the conviction that you are able to say them with? Oh, honey, the funny thing happened. I went through a divorce in the late 60s, early 70s, and I interviewed for a job, and the man who interviewed me, and I'm a country Catholic girl, and I moved to Indianapolis, a big city. I'm from Evansville, Indiana. So I'm in the big city interviewing for this job, and this man use numerology to hire a compatible staff. Well, I'm sitting there going, oh, dear Lord, I hope I was born on the right day. I'm screwed. Uh I mean, you know, and that's what was going through my head. And then this man had had the audacity to hit me on the nose. It was like, how did he know this stuff? So I began my studies as a skeptic to prove him wrong. I mean, it was that whole... Uh, this can't be. He can't know that much about me because I'm very private. I don't talk about me. And and so <laughs> I, started, I spent three years as a skeptic arguing with everybody. I love to just, you know, but what about this? So after three years, I finally decided I still don't know how it works. But I was sitting in my, in my living room with, with my numerology books, and I looked up at the light, and I went, well, you don't even fucking know how electricity works, but if you pull a switch, you get light. So why don't you do that with numbers? You don't have to know how it works. Mm-hmm. So I found Pythagoras, and he said, a good self-will and a knowledge of numbers will open any door in the universe. So it's the only um, a practical approach to me, because I got really bored with the word destiny, and you're destined to do this, and blah, blah, blah. and it was like, oh, hell. You know, so, so then I got into the fact that, wait a minute here, wait a minute, you have to have a good self-will and a knowledge of numbers. So if you don't love yourself, there isn't anything going to help you. I see, yeah. But numbers is the best way to, to really get down deep and understand yourself. And and your your purpose, everybody's individual purpose is to understand themselves. You don't need to understand your lover. You don't need to understand your mother. You don't need to understand other people. You need to accept other people. Understand yourself, and then you won't care if anybody understands you. You know, I have somebody say, oh, well, my husband doesn't understand me, and I'm going, it's not his job. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm with you there. I really feel we're, we are here to understand ourselves. That yes. Is why I yeah. Yeah. It's the old Socrates, know thyself, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. We took all the growing pains. Well, do we, can we go into some other people's numbers? A we can. All right. Well, we're going to go on to Georgia. And her birthday is August 24, 1979. Okay. Ouch. You can't say. <laughs> okay, you're giving me a lot of the same challenge numbers. So, I and, and what's really cool is one of my teachers said, you will have a cycle where everybody coming into your, you know, that you're giving a reading to will have the same issues. And it's amazing how... I feel like after a while said the same thing all day long. So everybody so far that you've given me has the same, two of the same challenge numbers, including you, you know, everybody so far. So everybody that you're giving me has these sensitivity issues. So uh, Georgia has a, this need to see everything from two perspectives. So she's got the sensitivity inside. So I want to say to her, don't make what other people say about you. Don't let somebody else's opinion be more important than your own. This is a gal that's grounded, but, man, she's off the charts. It's that whole physical restlessness constantly. And she learns quickly and gets bored quickly. She's an old soul. And old souls have a blessing and a curse attached to them. They know all this stuff, but then they, they get lazy. You know, it's that whole... They'll look at you with these glazed eyes and say, what's the big deal? Because they've done everything in other lifetimes. So security is her major deal. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't sit still well. Mm -hmm. So career is meant to be more important. Travel, new people, new situations. Uh, and the ability to see two sides to every story. It, it's kind of like the debate king you know, the person that's really good at debate, and they can see two sides to any story. So you can go in, uh, she can go in, and you and, and everybody else we've talked about so far today, we, we can sit there and debate any subject anybody throws out there. But what's really interesting is that if everybody's talking about what a great guy Obama is, and even though you agree with the fact that he's a, he's a great guy, you're going to argue the opposite point of view. Mm-hmm. So you and me and, and everybody else so far today, we have that ability to go, oh, but on the other hand. So we have this, this mindset that can see the positive and the negative energy right away. And the only way to deal with people with this aspect is just agree with them because you're not going to win an argument. Hmm. Now, that's the personal chart or that's in the cycles that we're talking about right now? That's in the personal chart? That's a chuckle in her highway. That We all have that chuckle. So okay. it's a number of we need to see two sides to every story. So we beep all along, and we probably pick a mother who either suffocated us or neglected us, or we got all that sensitivity and all that crap. And we're for the underdog, you know, and that whole routine. So we get this number, and we come in here with all this sensitivity, and we become a little self-critical. So we end up criticizing ourselves, you know, and then we nag ourselves, and then if somebody says white, we have a tendency to say black just because we want to keep the balance there. Hmm. So the way that number works is to use it for details career-wise. The decorator, the graphic designer, the use it for details, but don't use it for people or you'll become a nag and a nitpicker and self-critical and all that stuff. Do you see what I mean? Well, I do, and I think the self-critical piece is really important to, to highlight. Because that well, if you're critical of you, why in the hell wouldn't you be critical of everybody else? And what a horrible way to live. Hmm. So sometimes we have to really look deep to find something good about somebody. Hmm. I remember one person, the only thing I could come up with was that they had clean fingernails. Whoa. But zero in on that. You know, I mean, let's zero in on what's good, not what's wrong. 
yeah. <laughs> I know Carolyn Mace always said, you know, if you if you don't want to lie, but you want to be able to say the truth, find the thing you can say something truthful about, period, and get on with it. But why not lie? Don't tell <laughs> me I look fat in my jeans. I don't want anybody to tell me I look fat in my jeans. So if I ask you, Andrea, do I look fat in these jeans, I want to say no. Lie like I, hell. Uh-huh. I would never say you look fat in your jeans, though. But I mean, seriously, we need to be honest with ourselves. That doesn't mean we need to be honest with other people. Be nice to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So be honest. I I raise girls. I've I've seen girls that can be cruel and mean. And, you know, I'm going, oh, wait a minute. I saw Bambi. Remember the line, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all? Mm -hmm. So I'm into... I, I don't see anything wrong with you look good in those jeans, Joni, because I know yeah. I don't, but, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you know what you're doing continuously here is I'm hearing from you that you're like, keep it simple. Don't, like, people, yes. <laughs> like, getting complicated out of it by just letting people settle into, like, just, just settle down, relax, and do it this way, you know, just... Go on when you need to go on. Let yourself be a little more, right? Just let yourself be and and let other people be too. Well, we came to planet Earth for an adventure. You want it to be a fun adventure or do you want to bitch and moan about it? Mm-hmm. So if a hurricane comes and the hurricane doesn't differentiate between you or me or the kid down the street, so the hurricane's going to hit. Mother Nature has a mean streak. So on planet Earth, we've got volcanoes and hurricanes and tornadoes, and it doesn't differentiate. I don't care how gorgeous you are, how much money you have, that hurricane can hit you. Mm-hmm. So when the hurricane hits, you got to mourn the loss of the pictures that blew away and you'll never see again, and then you got to pick yourself up, feel a little bit sorry for yourself, and clean up the damn mess. Mm-hmm. I'll bitch and moan the rest of your lifetime about that damn hurricane that hit you back in 1978. Sure, sure. Well, is is uh, to complete with Georgia, is there a cycle that she's finishing and one that she's going into? I mean, she's getting to hit a birthday here. Right. Okay, wait a minute. I can't figure her age. I can't remember what year she was born. 79. Yeah, reduced to a single digit. 79? Hmm. Okay, that makes okay. So on this birthday, she goes into a five year. Once again, the month and day are reduced to a single digit tells her what cycle she's in. So she's been in a this last year, age thirty six has been one of getting all her ducks in a row and weeding the garden building the fence, making sure everything's fine. And then at 37, she has the freedom number hit her. So now it's time for opportunities and not rigid, i got to fix the fence and weed the garden, do what you got to do, get your ducks in a row, but now it's time to kind of wing it a little bit more. Hmm. Fun. Good. So Good. it depends. Each number builds on the last. So if she hadn't got her ducks in a row, she's not going to have the freedom. Sure. So you've got to kind of back up. So we live in nine-year cycles, and she, she, she's been through the one, two, three, four, okay, the independence, the partnerships, the, the creative number, and the getting your ducks in a row, and now she's in the five of freedom. So if she doesn't make a change during the five-year, the next four years will be ten times worse than the last four. Good. Well, that's something really good to just remember, right, to finish up that business and go into the energies that support the new business. Yeah, go backward a little bit and look at the one, two, three, four, make sure you've done that, and then you're free. So it isn't a number limiting you. It's just that you wanted to take care of you, then relationships, then creativity, and then cleaning house and getting all my ducks in a row and getting rid of crap I don't want anymore, and let's get this show on the road now. Yeah. 
Okay. So it talks about new people, new situations. You know, it, it's really cool. I love the five-year. But as I said, each number builds on the last. So if you haven't done the one, two, three, four, the five is going to suck. Great. Great to hear that. Okay. Beautiful. All right. I want to chug right along because I at least want to get one more here. Okay. Um, so Kelly, she's um, – June 24th, 1991. June 24, 624, 1991. Now, anytime you have the same birthday number, two and four is six, and she was born the sixth month, anytime you have the same birthday number as you do the month number, you have a really old soul. And these people kind of came in saying, you know, I don't want any number in my way. I'm just going to go down and wing it. I'm going to do it one day at a time. I'm not going to have anything tell me what I can or can't do. So the foundation years of this person's life, Kelly's life, is a little bit more about, you know, scattering a little bit. She probably has the attention span of a gnat, you know, that goes from this to that. The butterfly kind of flips. Um, but but um, that's the way she was supposed to be. And then, let's see, 91 makes her um, 25. Uh-huh. Okay, so she's still in her foundation years. Now, my advice to her, because she, once again, it sounds like the same freaking number all these other people are. The four is real strong, so she has to learn that she is her security. And she has to understand that sooner or later she has to get respect and recognition from people, which means she's got to do a little bit more than everybody else because she has your strong aid in there. So usually this number um, um, doesn't like to take orders from anybody, so they damn well better get ready to run their own business or they need to, you know, be the boss in a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. But learn about money, because if you don't, you know, and, and money is an agreed materialistic thing. Like I said, for you, you could give a flying thing, because you're not really impressed by anybody. So you don't need to keep up with the Joneses. You just need freedom. And if you don't have money, you don't have freedom. And the same applies with Kelly. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. going into a cycle here of, Okay, I, I, I've been under a sensitive number. She's going in that same three number that I can't remember the name. was in. But anyway, she's going into this number that says, okay, I need to have an outlet for my self-expression. And when we need applause and appreciation from other people, it isn't an ego trip. It's an excuse to do something where you're getting applause and appreciation. Okay. So it's not an ego trip. It's an excuse. It's like a calling. It's like getting in touch with that versus getting distracted. Right. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and when we really get down to the basic bottom aspect is, you know, if you're driving down the interstate and somebody pulls ahead of you, you know, you need to understand they didn't pull ahead of you. They were moving forward for themselves. It didn't have anything to do with you. It's like a woman that says to me, my husband cheated on me. I will say he didn't cheat on you. He did something for him. He wasn't thinking about you, honey. (laughs) It wasn't about you. Why we make other people's stuff about us is beyond my comprehension. Well, for myself, I know you've told me I get sensitive with rejection and abandonment. And so if I'm going to yes. go there, right, then I've had to really get that it's not about me. And, and well, and if you feel you can be rejected, then you're also going to have to buy the thought that you can reject other people. So if you go around going, somebody cheated on me, then you're not going to be free. Because you, you, you see why you think people... So I want everybody to write down every time you feel somebody hurt you. And then I want you to look at it. And I want you to understand nobody ever hurt you. It wasn't about you. So when you let go of that, then you're going to be able to really have a real relationship with somebody because you're going to be with them because you want to be with them, not because you need to fulfill this 
loyalty or the sensitivity or you don't want to reject somebody. You can't reject somebody if you haven't been rejected. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a great way to see the, the relationship aspect of our lives. Yeah. That, that seems to be the stickiest place for so many people. I know. Hiding out, getting comfortable, losing oneself, reimagining. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the bottom line is, if, if we're really looking at life objectively, emotions don't make any sense. If you're trying to intellectualize emotions, you're screwed. Emotions are all about entertaining and sensitivity and all that kind of stuff. Well, do something with that energy. Don't be going around going, poor me. Yeah, I love a little bit of self-pity. I think... Uh, one of my teachers years ago said to me, never become so spiritual, Joni, that you forget to be human. So I want us all, all to go through that emotional, we've all been rejected at one time or another. Give me a break. We could all bitch and moan. I remember after my divorce, I was working as a cocktail waitress nights to, you know, offset the uh, raising the kids and the peanut butter. So I'm, I'm waiting on tables, and I'm sharing my poor story about my breakup to this coworker, and she told me her story, and it was like, oh, shit, I don't have a story. I mean, you're always going to find somebody out there with a worse or better story than yours. So quit telling your story. You know, it really feels like there's so many people in transitional places in their lives right now, and I think that is such a great thing to remember. Yes, good. And open a personal energy into a creative place because it's almost like trying to contain your own lightning bolt sometimes. It's like a very good, yes, yes. Yeah. I love it. And transition is the best word ever uh, for you to come up with because that's what the nine's all about. We don't know what we're going to plan our next garden. We just got to clear off the corn stalks. We got to think in terms of, okay, this is what I want, but we need to figure out right now what we don't want in our life anymore. Not what we want, because what we don't want now or what we think we want now, we may not want next year. Mm-hmm. So quick concentrate. I mean, you know, the farmer's got to clear off the corn stalks in his head. He's got to fix the tractor. He's got to think in terms of, okay, I think I'll plant corn and tomatoes and, you know, all this stuff, but his job right now is to clear off the corn stalks. So everybody right now needs to understand, let go. You're in transition. You're not supposed to, it's like being a high school kid and going off to college and you go, oh, I love my boyfriend. Well, you may love him now and you go off to college and see 15 other hunks out there, you know, you may not want that boyfriend next year. So, Let's don't let's don't decide what we want when we're in a transition. Great, great. So I really want everybody to hear that. And you know, I am so motivated. We have to take uh, my friend Chris's question because I wanted to answer this for today. It's a question to you, but I was feeling something about this question, and so I, I have to pose it and give you his birthday. It's a perfect okay. way. So his name is Chris. His birthday is. November 27th, 1972. Oh, what a joy bringer. And I'm telling you what, if you're not going to tell him to lighten up, I don't know what, because here's his question. (laughs) Where, how would my energies be best focused at this stage in my spiritual development? Well, first of all, you and he have a strong kindred soul connection because your name number is a 729, and he he has a 729 triad. And what it is with Chris is he thinks too much, he's got to meditate. He's got to quiet his mind down. And I want him to program what he wants. I want him to start saying, I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise. I want him to get over this whole, you know, program and anything in there. It, it's like if you hear a thought or you hear a word or somebody makes a comment that you don't like, instantly say cancel, cancel, so that doesn't get into your consciousness. You don't want to buy any of that crap. So this is a kid that could pretty much do anything he wants to do, period, exclamation point. Uh, Wait a minute, let me figure out the age. Let's see, 60. 
So he's 43 now. He's in a 10-year. So it's a brand-new beginning year as of his age 43. So this is the time to plant a new garden. So when he lets go of the past, he can get moving here. Now, he does have control issues, so he'll constantly be pulling situations in that test him on am I in charge or is everybody else in charge. So he's got to meditate, first of all. And meditation is something that's really difficult for him because he has the attention span of a gnat. So it's like, okay, Chris, go out in nature. Take a deep breath. And any time a thought comes in your handsome head, write it out on an imaginary piece of paper, put it in an imaginary mailbox, and say, thank you for coming, but I'm busy right now. Use it like call waiting. So we want to get him to the point where he hasn't had any thought in his head for 20 minutes. Well, I'm going to start him off at five minutes. <laughs> you know. Uh, so five minutes at a time. 20 minutes meditation is worth four hours sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, if he can't do it that way, then he's just going to have to program one thought in so he doesn't let all these other thoughts interfere and just start saying, I'm healthy, wealthy, and wise. And get to the point where you buy that thought. Yeah, that thought so, becomes magnetic for you. Yeah, yeah. But he's got to learn about money and finance. If there's reincarnation in one lifetime, he was either a bad lady or he was materialistic and greedy. So he wants to balance that out. So he can't be stupid about money and, and just put a cardboard box in a shopping bag, but he can't be materialistic and greedy. But if if he if he because he has a love hate toward money. He loves it and hates it. So my deal is if you hate it, you're not gonna get it. And once again we get into that farmer in me that talks in terms of if I plant tomato seeds I'm going to grow tomatoes, and the more tomatoes I have, the more tomatoes my friends and family and neighbors have. Well, if I plant a $10 bill on a waiter, I'm going to get 100 bucks back for that. Yeah. I'm going to grow money. So we need to teach, teach Chris a little bit about you'll grow what you're planting, honey. But he's meant to have a lucky lifetime. But his birthday numbers at 27 is 9. So he's got to find a deeper meaning to life. He gets confused. He overthinks. Yeah. He could have fun, right? I mean, it could be... Well, I want him to to define what fun is. Uh You know, you got to redefine fun. What was fun in high school isn't going to be fun in college. What was fun in college isn't going to be fun when you get out in the real world. So we all need to redefine what fun is. So he's, as far as his total life is concerned, he just began his freshman year of college. So he can't be doing life the way he did it in high school. He'll never make it through college if he used the high school rules. So he has to adjust and adapt. Very creative man. Right? Yeah, yeah, he writes. I can share that, I think, with... Uh, well, he's very intuitive. He vibrates really off of that heart and soul, but I want him to add the mind in there here. It's like, let's deal with the real world. Let's let's ground you a little bit. Meditate 20 minutes. Exercise 20 minutes. Use your brain for 20 minutes. Do something with your emotions for 20 minutes. And if we could all, since everybody on the planet has a mind, a body, heart, and a soul, we all need to use our mind, our body, our heart, and our soul. So if we would all wake up in the morning and discipline with meditation, exercise, learning something new about money or whatever, and and get in touch with those emotions and write or paint or do whatever, then we can do our extremes. Then we give ourselves permission to do what we came to planet Earth to do because we're grounded. And the number four is all about building a foundation, right? If you draw four lines, you've got a box. Well, don't make that a box. Make it a foundation. And then we'll draw a door on it, and then you can get out. You know, like you're stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. It's temporary, all of, always. Right. Yeah, but grounding is important for all of us. I don't care, you know, how mental you are, how spiritual you are, how emotional you are. you got a mind, body, heart, and soul. For God's sake, use all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ground through all this time period of this transition and and... 
don't take it all personally and let go and and be your best self, right? I love it. Yeah. Oh man, I we have really I knew we could spend time. I mean, I could we could talk all day <laughs> on this subject and I I I'm so grateful and, and I want I want you to tell me how to share you with people if they want to call you, write you, if, if that's where you're at in your life, you want to, you know, help people with their charts, or is that something you would like to share on this, this show? I, I, no, I just kind of thank God it gave me the people that are supposed to get here. I, I'm not resisting that. You know, you can give my email address out if you want to, but it's not necessary. Back when I first started doing numbers professionally, it's been 36 years now, but when I first started I did a lot of radio and TV, and um, they plastered my number on the, you know, and, and people would call. And I had a call from this lady, and she said, you've got to help me. And I'm going, great, when's your birthday? And I worked it up. And I said, what's your question? And she said, well, I'm pregnant. Is it my husband's or my boyfriend's? And I'm going, well, duh, I don't know. I'm not a psychic. I have no freaking idea, but... You know, I will recommend you only screw one man at a time so we don't have to ever worry about this again. So I I felt kind of bad afterward, and I said to God, look, you know, she really wanted help, and I wasn't able to help her. So please send me people that can get a good one-liner from me, but I don't want to be messing around with this. Is it my husband or my boyfriend? Do you send those people to somebody else? Right, of course. So, well, I'll tell you what, we'll leave it with, like, if somebody wants to get in touch with me, I can be that funnel, and right. that's, not a, that's not a problem for me at all. So. Okay. <laughs> you know, we, we can leave it there, but it's just been so fun. I am I, I am sure this has given a great platform for the numbers. And Good. How really, that you know, this is one way that is so profound that saying life is for us and how to really understand better who we are. And Good. I know it's been instrumental for me. Well, let me know when you let me know when you get it all together so I can listen to it. And uh, I love you dearly. You're wonderful. I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. I I feel like I have a good platform right now, and that you know, onward and onward and upward. And you well, know, this is like your year. Beautiful. This is your yep. year for all of it. You're in the eight year. Think big. You got personal love coming in. You got all kinds of great stuff. So be in the now and let go and let's see what now happens with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll talk later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.